27th of November 2012, the Moot Committee at the Guild Church of St Mary Aldermary launched the host cafe to a gathering of supporters, city workers, clergy and journalists. Amongst the festivities, Peter Owen Jones gave a short address on the theme of caffeine for the soul. Peter is a well-known BBC TV presenter exploring the interface of religion, spirituality and contemporary culture. Uh, To be honest, I really struggle with caffeine for the soul because I don't drink coffee. (laughs) I can see the wonderful benefits that coffee bestows on people, but it doesn't tend to do that to me. Uh, But hey-ho, I love coming to London. I live in a wonderful village tucked into the South Downs. I'm surrounded by hills and sea. And there on the other side, uh, there are sheep and there is silence and there is mud, and there are open skies. What we don't have where I live is the sheer and wonderful energy of a city, and London is a place where the concentration of human energy and diligence is palpable. Theatres, nightclubs, cafes, the hum of commerce and billboards, the cacophony of the advertising industry trying to grab our attention. In the advertising industry, which I used to work in over a thousand years ago, billboards, poster sites are known as outdoor media. And I used to be a copywriter, uh, which meant that it was my job to come up with the ideas. I know that the advertising industry is not the most admired profession on the planet but it nevertheless is all over the planet. And whilst I have a great deal of sympathy with those who say it's just noise and we need to imagine or reimagine our lives without it, it does provide an incredibly illuminating view on how we actually see ourselves. And that view is firstly changing and evolving year by year, and secondly, the view that we see reflected back at us is completely different in different countries. When I was in Syria, which was before the present conflict, most of the prime poster sites had pictures of President Assad on them with lines such as, Forward Syria. And when I was in America, the further south we traveled, the more religious the posters began to become. In China, the prime billboard sites advertise cement and steel companies. I have two favorites, really, and there was a poster in America while I was there, and the headline read, I suppose you know about this already. And underneath, there was another line which read, the Sixth Psychic Convention of Tennessee. But my absolute favourite was on a country lane, uh, which I saw this year in Northern Ireland. And I was driving down this country lane and it was really sort of up and down. 
And I drove past the sign saying last year there were 15 accidents, 12 serious injuries and three fatalities. And about 100 yards further on there was a Protestant church and outside it, facing the same way, said, prepare to meet thy God. <laughs> I'm, not sure whether, I'm not sure whether that was intentional or not. Um, advertising is as much a science as it is an art. Advertisers tailor their advertising to specific demographics and age ranges. Television advertising, or indeed all the advertising on the internet, is where you can see this targeting at work. The advertisements on the National Geographic channel are completely different in tone, shape, and color to the advertisements on E4, for instance, which has a much younger audience. What I find fascinating is not to look at each individual advertisement, but to see them in blocks. And you, we all know that there's a block every 20 minutes or so, usually consisting of about 10 or 12 ads. And when you take advertising holistically like that, you begin to see the themes emerging. The advertisers are trying to sell us their products by recognizing what is important to us by reflecting those value systems back at us, our own value systems. And when you take advertising as a broad picture, there are perhaps three main themes that emerge. Status, security, and physicality. These are the poster boys and girls of capitalism. And this is what they sell us. The biggest threat to this order, the advertising order, is if you and I happen to decide that you simply do not need any of these things anymore. That you are not particularly bothered by worldly status, the apparent security of wealth, the fleeting truth of beauty. C.S. Lewis wrote, you don't have a soul, you are a soul, you have a body. Once you experience that, once you experience yourself as a soul, it is a point of huge awakening. The deaf hear, the blind see. Once you realize that it is your soul talking and communicating with other souls, everything at that point changes. You get to see the bigger picture and gradually you begin to feel yourself as a being. Most of us human beings are tied up in doing, in achieving, in surviving, not in just being. Everything within a five mile radius of this wonderful church here is a testament to that fact. And Jesus Christ was patiently and constantly trying to tell us this, that the act of living was far more extraordinary, 
far more vivid, so much bigger in every dimension than we had noticed. When you realize you are a being rather than just functioning, surviving, or striving, you awake, you become conscious. Living as a soul is living consciously. Living consciously means you feel the effects of your behavior on others and on other life forms. Beauty becomes three-dimensional and that love is the greater part of that experience of being. You can only communicate this by being this. You can only communicate love by being love. The cure of souls is a wonderful strapline. It has survived for centuries. Christianity has become in the West much too defined by numbers by money and the ludicrous notion that we need to convert people to believe in what we believe in. I love, I love the idea of a Christian space such as this one that is a church but it is also many, many other things. The idea that we actually have places of worship, just of worship, really is utterly, should be utterly ludicrous to Christians. All places, this place, Threadneedle Street, Lombard Street, Oxford Street, the South Downs, all of these places are places of worship. Christianity, as we all know, is desperately now trying to escape from being enclosed separated from the society in which it finds itself, obsessing and obsessive about territory, places of worship, so weighed down by all these stones. But here, I hope, I hope with all my heart, you can attend to being. You can manifest love service and peace you can bring those things into being into reality souls are cured by being loved given sanctuary as the archdeacon has said a safe place to be to engage in being some might call that healing from the illusions of status the great poverty of wealth, the loneliness of luxury, the impermanence of our physicality. But it is earthed in giving, and it is earthed in being. Long may you thrive. Thanks for listening to the Moot Community Podcast. If you'd like more information on who we are and what we do, please visit www.moot.org.
moot.uk.net. Mm-hmm.